Red Channel Condition with Michael. You go to Pornhub, you scroll until your mouse wheel breaks. Jonathan. If shit is not happening, like, right now, then, like, fuck this program. And Peter. Yeah, skip to the anal. Skip to 15 minutes in. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm once again joined by my co-host, Jonathan, and the Mike AI. Gentlemen, what's going on? How's it hanging, gents? Good. Nice to see you guys up and at it. We're ready for another season. It's it's early. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good about this. Got, <clears throat> got an epic in the can. You know, we're keeping it moving. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. But before we get into the topics for this week's show, is anything ha- what, what happened with you guys this week? Anything cool? Anything special? Anything fun? Just working, you know, watching baseball, you know, hoping that uh, uh, Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run at some point. You know, for those of you that give a shit about baseball, which is probably like no one anymore. But, you know, that's that's what I'm following. Wouldn't the bigger story be if he never hits a home run again? That would be funny. I mean, that would be hilarious. That'd be like some fucking, you know, reverse the natural type situation, right? Or exactly. like in Space Jam where, you know, the powers were taken away, you know, by the, the monsters. Like if there are like baseball monsters that stole his home run hitting ability. I just feel like looking forward to that home run is, it's predictable. It, it's, it's going to happen at some point. The real story is if he never does, that would be something exciting. Yeah, you're you're an AI agent of chaos, though. Like you're, you it it makes your cyber penis hard to know that he might fail at some. Yeah, you you want him to like Munson. <laughs> That's not nice. Yeah, well, no, I want I want to see that shit. I'm sorry, I need to see that home run. I do, <laughs> I do. Mike, how about you? How was your week? What's going on with you? I was just thinking. I think I admire the rioters. There's a bit of an enviness that I have towards them. Interesting. Why? These people felt so strongly in their convictions and, and what they were doing. You know, they got on buses and planes, they rented hotels. It was a vacation to go protest something that they thought was happening that, that they really believed in, right? I feel it's very difficult to just, you know, get off of my beanbag chair to go out for dinner. And these people have their life together, but also not. They clearly don't have their lives together, but they also have enough of themselves together to get off their asses, to essentially do something. Yeah, where do you find the fucking time? Right. It, how do you, go, how do, you, how do, you do, do that? How do you get off work? Like, yeah. I, I believe in women's rights, right? But I didn't wear a pink pussy on my head. By what else? Like, I believe in, you know, the, the Black Lives Matters, right? But... That shit happened on 86th Street, and I was on 85th Street trying to go to the Verizon <laughs> store. It was like on my way. Like, I didn't have a sign, you know, when I was there, right? And, like, where do these people have the energy, have the wherewithal to just motivate themselves? That's, that's something, say what you want, but the conviction of what they're doing, admirable. It is impressive It's, impre- to it's some impressive degree. to some degree. That. Well, I got to tell you guys, my week was not that great. I'm pretty pissed off, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay? Somebody scratched my fucking car. Oh, my You know how I love my fucking yeah. car. Like, I, I try to take really good care of it. I bought a brand new Mazda 3, and I love Mazdas. I think, Mike, you, you're, you're a fan of Mazdas, too, yeah, right? I'm a car guy. I like those. So let me tell you what happened. I was on my way to a COVID test for one of these shoots that I, that I was doing. And I was on the BQE heading towards the, the Triborough Bridge or whatever. 
And I, you know, I'm I'm driving in the correct lane, and it's bumper to bumper traffic, and I'm not being an asshole, no swerving through lanes, none of that shit. And this guy pulls out of the the, the lane that we're in to go into the safety shoulder, and tries to cut me off, right? And there's there's literally no place for him to go because it's bumper to bumper traffic, and I'm honking at the guy. And I'm saying like, hey man, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he literally just drives into my fucking car and leaves a huge scratch and then drives off. Hmm. Wow. And I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like this, I sometimes I feel like you're penalized for following the rules, for being the, not an asshole. Yeah, and I mean, you're, you know, people are just kind of not obligated to do anything positive if they, you, know, you just be an asshole. It's like weaponized asshole them. I, damn, they fucked up your car like that? They fucked up my car. And I feel like driving in general is just getting scarier and scarier, especially when I come into the city, because it's just a fucking free-for-all. And, like, it's, it's, you know it's bad when you're driving like a normal person and it's just complete chaos all around you. People are swerving, people are speeding, people are cutting you off, people are driving and fucking doing donuts in, like, a, a fucking regular street. Like, it's... It's getting really crazy out there, and I feel like there's just no accountability. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds I, about right. I agree with that. So I'm, I'm pretty pissed off, guys, and I don't, I don't know what to do. Now I'm going to be out $500 because some guy doesn't give a shit about driving like a... And you know, that's the thing. Like, the guy put, potentially putting my life in danger has no regard for my property, and there's just there's no consequence for this, for this guy. So this is one of those situations where you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because you know, what do you what do you do with this? I I know we, uh, you wanted to confront this guy, right? Right. But then, with how crazy. But I'm like are, I'm like okay, well I'm in the middle of fucking traffic. Right. I'm I'm gonna stop traffic. And if this guy's enough of a psychopath to try to drive through me to cut me off illegally. You know, then do I really want to get out of my car and be like, what the fuck? Like, that's yeah. when the guns come out, and I don't want to deal with that shit. The answer is almost always no, right? Like, that's what everyone's going to tell you no. And the thing is, this is the problem I have with how things are done. Because we rely on, I guess, essentially the cops to enforce these laws. <laughs> and and you, you know they're not doing that. We know what the deal is. Yeah. Cops stopped enforcing shit on the road. How many years ago? Just ask pedestrians and shit. It, 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 also, it also seems like, you know, the one time like the one time you're going like three miles an hour above the speed limit is the one time you'll get a ticket. But there, it just seems like cops <laughs> never. You see a guy going 90 miles an hour darting through lanes. Cops don't give a shit. But that's like, because that's probably a cop. That's mm -hmm. probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, they're looking at you like food. You're a mark. Right. So they're going to stop you and you know, they're going to let their buddies pass and do whatever they want. You know, probably half these dudes got like paper license plates or, you know, like a disabled easy pass or something like that. Transponder for tolls. Like, they don't give a shit. Yeah. It just seems like there's no consequences for assholes. And, and it seems to be like a growing problem. Like, like you guys were mentioning before the show, especially since the, the pandemic started. I just feel like the escalation of carelessness, rudeness, asshole behavior, and the lack of consequences has just gone up tremendously. I guess this kind of brings us to our, our first topic of the day. Uh, you guys had linked an article from where was this from, guys? So this was you know this was uh, from a magazine called Futurism, and the article was basically about scientists studying the psychology of assholes, right? So 
They are, yeah, they were psychology researchers at the University of Georgia, and they were, they were looking to quantify, you know, what makes an asshole an asshole, right? So they were trying to figure out, you know, which personality traits, you know, and you know which like quirks about you know, that person would make somebody you know, an asshole, right? The science of assholishness. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it turns out that the findings were probably not, you know, the most surprising things in the world, right? So they released a press release, you know, back in you know, February and described their methodology for, you know, how they came up with what an asshole is, right? So what they ended up doing is, you know, they asked, you know, 400 people, you know, who they thought was the biggest asshole in their life. And they tried to talk about what the traits you know, were uniformly amongst those people, you know, that make, you know, those assholes an asshole, right? So the majority of the people in this study were described by the participants as aggressive. They were uh, described as entitled and described as manipulative. And, right. you know, at the top of the study, right, the people who were most described as assholes were middle-aged men. <laughs> so, okay. you know, it was, uh, you know, it's like this shit was cold, man. This shit was cold. So this is this is really fascinating to me because I want to know, like I would, be, I'd be very curious to know what is the quality of life for an asshole? Does an asshole have a better quality of life as compared to a non-asshole? Because they, you know, they they push through and get what they want and and don't mind trampling on other people and they're not affected at all by you know other people's emotions or or how they're perceived or whatever. If you're an asshole to everyone around you, at some point, does this not also negatively affect your life? Because then, you know, people don't want to interact with you. People will interact with you negatively because you're a negative influence on their lives. Does an asshole have a better quality of life than I do or not? What do you think? I, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, what we call asshole behavior without context could be an individual who is very successful. So one man's asshole is another man's hero. Is that what you'll you find? You know, assholes will find assholes. Um, they can be assholes together. Just because you're an asshole doesn't mean you're gonna alienate everyone around you. You're gonna find someone probably that, you know, is either willing to take it because you might be a pathway to to success. How many bosses, high high level management, would you consider an ass like an asshole? I deal with assholes constantly. Tons of tons of assholes become lawyers. No. So, (laughs) you know, it it is, um, and a lot of people would be like, hey, uh, I I would love to have, you know, that that gig. But, you know, maybe they don't have the personality for it. Maybe they don't, maybe they're not enough of an asshole. I don't know, man. Like, I want to believe that, you know, they probably have a higher quality of life because they're just, you know, unencumbered by, I guess, the metrics by which we might, you know, discuss quality of life, right? They don't care that, you know, other people might, you know, freeze them out or whatever, right? You know, because who cares what, you know, these other people think, right? And, you know, that freedom, you know, to detach yourself from society is, you know, what allows you to be, you know, that that big executive, that super boss, right? You know, stomping on some people is, it's just, you know, some eggs that you had to crack to get an omelet, right? So, right. So you're saying there's there's no karma's a lie, and that this never really comes back to bite them in the ass. Is that, there you go. Is that yeah? Nothing matters, right? You nothing know, matters. Yeah, that's the you know that's the nihilist anthem. You know if you know these people you know you stomp on some people, they complain about it, and then eventually they die just like I do, 
right? So like, who fucking cares, you know, what they have to think about it, right? Who cares that that person is sad or hurt or that person, you know, might feel bad or whatever, right? Like some of the, some of the study by the University of Georgia was basically like, yeah, we talk about these assholes, right? We talk about these behaviors and they ask these follow-up questions, right? Like, do these people know that this behavior bothers people? Do they care if it bothers people? Do you think that the behavior can change if they wanted to, right? And the answer to most of these was always no, they don't care. You know, it's it's liberating. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems very liberating. It's liberating to not care. Is it better to be an asshole? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I personally don't think so. But maybe that just makes me a mook, right? Like I'm just going to get exploited by some asshole anyway, right? Like so, if you're not an asshole and you are forced to act like one, then you know you you probably feel some ways because you know you're actually a decent human being. But really, the only time that I think an, an asshole ends up getting what he what's coming to him is if he meets another asshole who is a, a bigger, bigger asshole. asshole or one who has less to lose. You know, there's a difference between a an asshole boss and the kind of guy that who's playing his like Boombox music whatever, right? yeah you know out loud without earphones right they're both assholes but one is the type of anti anti-norm anti-social asshole that is going to stab you if you say some shit so that in that case like you're assholes in different environments find success in different ways I mean, it is really interesting to me. I, I, I'm kind of on, I'm with John. I just feel like a mook. And like, I almost feel like I'm ashamed of having morals for fuck's sake. Like I just, we're, I'm getting fucked. And when I behave like an asshole, I actually feel something. And you might also get fucked for being an asshole, right? Like when you choose right. to do that thing, that's when the cops. That's when I get stabbed. <laughs> right. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's when I get pulled over. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. You know, you, you get excommunicated from people, you know, that you want to be around or that. You know, it seems like it's funny, right? So maybe, you know, the people who are always an asshole, right? They're better trained at being an asshole. So that's easier for them to negotiate <laughs> the pitfalls. You know, us regular people or whatever, we don't know how we don't know how to do it right. Standard behavior is what ingrained uh, from when you were a kid is to essentially is teaching you how to avoid assholes, right? So what do you do? Uh, what was the what's the old um, the old uh, old saying? Like you get picked on, you get bullied. What do you What are you supposed to do? Oh, just ignore it. Oh, just Ooh. walk away. You know, Turn go and tell a teacher right. who will do absolutely nothing because that's not really their job and it shouldn't be. And then you grow up. What do you, What do they tell you with driving? Right? Like, oh, you see an asshole on the road. What are you supposed to do? Just let him go. Yeah. Let him go. It's It's called defensive driving, right? Like they call uh -huh. it. It's a term. You know. Oh yeah. Everyone else here on this road is trying to kill me. Like that's the way to think of it, right? Um, a guy cuts cuts you off. What are you supposed to do? Oh yeah, whatever. Just let him in. Just just slow down. You know, let him let him go. It essentially teaches you from when you were a kid to just accept uh, being a victim to asshole because there are no yeah. consequences. The only time there are consequences is when an asshole's fucked up so much that okay, there has to be something. So yeah, it just feels like there's no way to win. Yeah. Society relies on enforcement of the rules from to essentially give other people some feeling of or semblance of justice. And when that shit doesn't work, everything comes apart. Everything it, comes apart. It's a house of cards. It's a house of cards. Too many social norm, uh, norms are basically just you know, an assumption that people are going to do, quote, the right thing, unquote. Right. 
you know, we see that just in the way that people live. And, you know, weirdly, we see that in a lot of like the, I guess, like sociopolitical rules, like government rules and stuff like that. It's just assumed that, you know, no one would ever actually be, you know, that kind of an asshole where they just, for example, just dismiss the results of an election out of hand. No one would ever do that. <laughs> right. You know, no one, would, no one would ever just show up at the Capitol with like weapons and shit like that would never happen. They, you know, people respect these institutions mm -hmm. too much. Right. You know, so yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a house of cards and, you know, when you have, you know, I guess dwindling resources or increased inequality or just, you know, less time and less patience in general, right? Because you we were talking about how this is exacerbated by the pandemic, right? So people sitting inside, like, you know, money's not looking right. You know, everybody's hungry and shit. People are getting sick randomly and you know, they've been cooped up. So you know what? Fuck it. You know, it's a, it's a race to the bottom and I'm going to win that race. So I don't give a fuck. I'm going to you know, I'm going to deal, I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to be free from, you know, these uh, loose social norms, you know, because there's, you know, I'm not enforcing it and no one else is. So who cares? You know, maybe and I'm going to be better off for it. You know, I mean, maybe I'll get matter, paid, right? Right. Maybe I'll get paid more if I don't have to follow the rules than you do. I won't go to jail because, you know, who's enforcing the rules? Like it can start with just the little things, just just traffic minor destruction of or pro of, of property or disrespect of personal like my space. fucking car <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is how society crumbles from those small things but if it makes you feel better that's a level of uh assholeness that i feel should be punishable by death <laughs> that's the thing man. like I if i was on the jury i would not convict you i would be the last guy saying like no wow innocent. yeah look at it it's easy for you to say that you're a fucking ghost in a machine yeah. <laughs> That's the problem though, you know, like yeah, one person's asshole is another person's hero. You know, maybe he was having a bad day, maybe he was in a rush or like you just don't know these things. Right. But I mean, like I I'm just, you know, No, no, I, I I've, I I've been you. in that situation where I'm in a rush. I I have shit everybody's in a rush. Everybody has a place to be. And you know what? I'm not driving like an asshole. No, no, that. No totally. matter what. Totally. No matter what. Yeah. You know, my kid needs to go to the hospital. Guess what I'm going to not do? Drive like an asshole and get into an accident, and then he's going to die. In my car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's the craziness uh, that's, that's out there these days. I'm an asshole, and I'm proud of it. Well, speaking, speaking of the race to the bottom for assholes, I think somebody might have won the race <laughs> this week. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys had linked another article, um, and I'll let you guys take it from here, about a, a Twitch scandal. Oh my God. That went on. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, yeah. So I'd say that you know, uh, Twitch.com, you know, in general, won the race to the bottom. The the week of assholes, they're basically the ultimate asshole this week. There's actually a number of different articles from a number of places, <laughs> right? And it was like one small ripple breaking up into a number of different you know, problems with Twitch, right? So the first thing I read was you know, an article from Kotaku. Basically, you know, there was a number of Twitch streamers involved in a gambling scam, right? You know, cause you know, there was a, there was a streamer called Sliker and you know, he was out there, you know, admitting that he scammed a bunch of, you know, fans and content creators, you know, out of at least $200,000 to fund, you know, his gambling addiction, you know, for uh, Counter-Strike Go, you know, CS Global Offensive, right? You know, there's a whole like gambling subculture on Twitch. I don't know if you guys like 
when you watch no, Twitch. I didn't, I didn't know anything on. about this until you yeah. told me. So there's a whole like section of Twitch where you know there are like uh, chat streamers or just you know life I guess live streamers who are running you know these these channels where people uh, do gambling for like cryptocurrency or Counter Strike Go tokens and stuff like that, right? You know skins. You and if you would, if you could, just so our listeners understand that these these Counter Strike Global Offensive skins are basically like costumes your your avatar can wear, but they're worth real money in the real world to certain people. Yeah, they're they're you know you can you can buy and sell and trade them in the game. You know, buy and sell and trade things on Steam. You know, and the rarer ones have a lot of value, right? It's like loot boxes on steroids, right? You know, okay, and. So there are entire websites dedicated to gambling for these things, and you know it's the one unregulated and therefore legal uh, gambling that exists, right? So you know there's Twitch channels that show these, and you know they show them to all ages because they're not required to limit who can see them, right? And this guy ran up the credit card, right? Like this dude Slyker, you know, ran up uh, a debt of about two hundred thousand dollars because or more because he's addicted to this shit, right? And so he was reaching out to people, you know, other big streamers who wanted, you know, to get help for his debts, right? You know, so he got bailed out. Yeah, he was bailed out by other big streamers like Hassan Piker, who you might know as Hassan Abi. You know, like he's like a, you know, like a quasi-political, you know, like dirtbag leftist uh, guy. You know, and other guys like Pokemane, who you might see, you know, on. You know, like the hot tub type streams, you know, the horse mask type streams, you know, back in the day, right? You know, Mizkif, you know, other other people, you know, these are big XQC. These are people that you all would know if if you fuck with Twitch like that. The the Ponzi scheme, this this scam, you know, kind of spiral out of control. So he com- he admitted that he was doing it. Then the next thing came out was that these streamers were like, hey, we got to get rid of gambling streams, right? They're bad, you know, they're bad for kids. Right. They got to ban these things. Right. So then Twitch bans these. And of course, you know, streamers that are very, very, you know, that were making a lot of money from these things were kind of pissed about that. Right. They're like, you know, why the fuck did you ban uh, gambling? So what ends up happening is that there is some, you know, some of the people who are upset about this, like Trainwreck and, you know, again, you know, other similar users. There is a sex abuse scandal with some involving some of these streamers. And you know they were leaking you know videos and chat logs about how people you know in the streaming community had abused each other, right? There's people you uh, you going to like streamer hype houses and stuff like that, you know, and the typical stuff, right? You people want to hook up, people get drunk, you and they weren't supposed to hook up, and then they do, like, and this was abuse, like things like that. This you know this streamer drama and stuff like that was happening, right? You with sex abuse and and at the same time. Right. So uh, there was a report on Bloomberg.com, you know, that released, you know, titled Child Predators Use Twitch to Systematically Track uh, Kids Live Streaming. Right. So, you know, we have adult sex abuse problems. Right. And then here's this big expose about how, you know, adults are abusing children. You know, watching them host, you know, for example, uh, what they described as live fashion shows for children, right? You know, on, on the platform. Kids getting groomed via DMs and stuff like that on Twitch. It's, it's, not, it's not great. In the article, it talks about how, you know, predators are able to target multiple children simultaneously. So one of the things that they were saying is, you know, 
in late July, one Twitch voyeur entered the live stream of four different young users and asked them to perform acts including, quote, spicy dares, slang for requests that may be indecent or vulgar. And at the time, Jesus that stream Christ. had 290 viewers, right? So in that case, you know, Twitch got the thing, but, you know, they shut down the broadcast, but they shut it down after 30 minutes. And you know, that's just one broadcast. Many of the others go unmoderated, uncaught, right? Wait, so, how old are these kids? Well, you know, obviously, you know, kids would be below uh, 17 or 16 on Twitch, right? So, you know, that's, that's where the line for legality, the line for kids is, right? So, yeah, like, it shouldn't be anybody that isn't, you know, above 18, you know, on platforms like this, you know, being able to do shit like this, right? And that's always been one of the problems with stuff on the internet, right, in general, right? Even back in the day when, you know, we were kids, you know, there was, uh, you know, people worried about cyber predators and moderation programs and stuff. Right, so this is basically just a, what, like an AOL chat room, but with a, with a video stream. Yes. With a video stream. Uh-huh. You know, and that's always been a problem. How do you solve that? ASL, man. <laughs> mm, that's right. ASL, well, I'm, wear, I'm wearing my Robin wizard hat. Yeah, like, it's always been difficult to solve this problem. This released, and this was a whole shit show on Twitch. Then, like, the, like the, chief, the Twitch content chief, which, is, which was a person named Constance, Constance Knight. And, you know, she resigned, you know, basically, she resigned yesterday <laughs> as a result of all of these things. And as a result of uh, another issue with how uh, they were going to pay uh, streamers on, you know, the revenue split for top streamers on Twitch, right? It used to be 70-30, right? So, you know, a top streamer gets 70% of their money and Twitch and subsequently Amazon, who owns Twitch, you were going to get 30% cut. But then they were announcing it to 50-50. And with all of these things happening, then finally, you know, uh, current Florida Congressman Matt Gates announced the same day as all of this shit is going on that he was going to join Twitch and announce his America First campaign. So he opened up a stream <laughs> to go and troll, you know, in the middle of a case about abusing children while Twitch is abusing, you know, while Twitch is helping people abuse children. And while people, you know, adult streamers are abusing other adult streamers on Twitch, you know, all at the same time. So, yeah, it's a it, it's an asshole palooza. Right, well, and earlier this, well, I was gonna say earlier this week, what I was, I had sent you guys uh, an article about how basically the prosecutors against Matt Gates were were basically deciding not to charge him. Right. That's how he got that boost of confidence. <laughs> So he he basically went to he went he basically went to crit walk on people's graves like oh you can't throw me in jail so I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show up online you know like fuck y'all y'all can't tell me shit wow so basically what we're talking asshole behavior like the no consequences for assholes like holy shit yeah if no one's going to enforce the consequences there are no consequences I think that's incredible that literally second one. Where they're like, oh, he's not going to, I mean, of course, you know, this guy's a politician. Of course, they're not going to charge him. And why, why were they making the decision not to charge him? Because uh, the witnesses were not like, you know, John and I were talking earlier that they were not impeccable witnesses, Mm -hmm. essentially. Doesn't matter if it happened, doesn't matter if it's true, but, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to take the word of a, of a woman that enjoys sex, you know, or, 
or is an unimpeachable witness, so we're just not going to charge hey, yo, this guy. Here, if you come at the king, you best not miss, as they say, right? So you can't. Yeah. Matt Gates is the king. Apparently, hey, you know, like <laughs> it's a you know, I did I don't make the law, man. I don't make yeah, the law. No, I hear you. you know, I hear you. If you don't have a one hundred percent open and shut case, you if you have enough money and enough time, you can get out. You know, that's how the legal system is designed. I mean, that's that's it. Bringing one of these cases is very time-consuming. It's very expensive. On you know, on one hand, what the 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 Fed has like a ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent chance of winning. Like they don't take cases that they that have a bit of flexibility on which way it can go. You know, it's uh yeah. I don't. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Gates is happy and and you know he's doing well with his switch stream trolling trolling all the uh the leftists. It's really the funniest thing in the world to me that he chose that platform to be, to go to. It's just it's just so perfect. This Twitch drama seems very alien. I can't really wrap my head around gambling over loot boxes. Like I guess I'm just what just out of that age bracket. Like I don't I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't either. But I guess you know if there's money in it, then people are gonna do it. That's kind of the ultimate, you know, thing of the, the, that race to the bottom, that asshole business, right? Like everybody, you know, everyone's willing to do whatever it takes to get, you know, their share of a dwindling amount, a dwindling supply of money, you know, a dwindling supply of value. Right. Right. So if you got to be a dick, if you have to sell yourself, if you have to, you know, do things. Drown kittens on the internet to make money. You got to chase clout, you know, (laughs) then so be it, right? You're going to do you're going to do things you wouldn't otherwise do because you'd rather do that than, you know, Get struggle. A job. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't understand. I honestly this is like it's I agree with Mike. This is alien. I don't I I am having a trouble wrapping my head around this completely because it is it's just a world I don't understand, but it's all going on. Yeah, no, it's funny cuz like I get it, right? Because it's like a combination of like being on a reality show and like back in the day, like you remember how they used to say, you know, like everything is gambling. Like if you had like magic cards or like Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards, like those are gambling for kids. And like, you know, school teachers used to be like, oh my God, we have to stop the kids from like doing this because it's gambling, right? Like it's like these things, it's like a combination of that. And then you know, watching, you know, some fucking you know, terrible reality show and like you get involved in the drama of these individuals, right? Because you make these weird parasocial relationships with these guys, right? You watch these streams and you think you know these people because you watch them all the time. So like it means something to you when I say like XQC, right? Like the, nor- the a normie, like a regular person don't know who the fuck XQC is and like who cares? Like that's just some dude on the internet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the same thing could be said of, you know, some person on, like, Netflix's Love is Blind or something. Like, who the fuck is that guy? Right. You know? And it's, it's just staggering to me the amounts of money that are going on in these Twitch streams. Yeah. Like, this, the fact that this guy is, is, is a successful streamer, he's already got a revenue stream coming in, for, and a fairly sizable one. Like, this guy lost 200 grand gambling, you know, but... He's making a shit ton of money. Like, it's just it's amazing to me the amounts of money that are going on on like essentially bullshit. Like, this is a Twitch stream. This is this is a platform designed for watching people play video games. Mm -hmm. And hundreds of thousands of dollars are being won and lost and gained in moments. 
Yeah, like a lot of these guys are making millions of dollars, you know, every year. Like, that's on insane. This shit, right? You can, you know, like the guy that I was talking about, uh, XQC made like $8 million, you know, last year on Twitch. I'm rich, Bjorn! Right? You know, Hassan Avi made, you know, $3 million, you know, on Twitch last year. I'm rich, Bjorn! Right? Miss Kiff made $2 million on, on Twitch, Some right? Pokemon made uh, $1.5 million on Twitch. Like, you can straight up just search this shit and, like, see, you know, how much money they're getting, right? I wasted my life. <laughs> I wasted my life. Yeah, Here we are working might... hard to bring a podcast <laughs> to our audience, you know, our 40 listeners. <laughs> we make nothing. Zero. Zero dollars. And these guys are gambling Counter-Strike skins and becoming millionaires. Amazing. You might have. Like, we might have fucked up. Like, we went to school and, like, yeah. decided to get, like, an honest job. We should have just we should have just been here acting like idiots on the internet. But, hey, you know. Is it can... too late? I think it, it's not too late know. for I, some I, of I, us. It's too late for, I don't understand how any of this works, so it's too late for me. I mean, I don't you have that it. long shot luck. You'll be fine. All right. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be at the top of this current pyramid scheme, but we can always get on the top of the next one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're right about the time where we could like maybe set up a geriatric Twitch thing. <laughs> wow, geriatric focus. I feel attacked. Yeah, the Twitch world is pretty insane, and I'm not gonna say that I understand all of it. But getting getting back to the sex scandal that you mentioned, what what exactly what what exactly was going on here? Um, you're saying that basically you're saying that basically streamers were having fashion shows for kids like how how is this what is going on here how is this organized yes uh the the summary of the article is basically that you uh a bloomberg and researchers that browsed twitch from october 2020 to august 2022 found hundreds of seemingly predatory accounts run by adults that mostly followed children or young teenagers and like i mentioned the cap for anyone that is not an uh, adult is people below 17 years old. Right? So you're saying that like 16 year olds are just on Twitch, like having their own little fashion shows for, but who, who's, are, yeah. who's their audience? Like are, uh, besides the pedophiles, who are they trying well, people, to reach? People, people, are, you know, youth are on Twitch and they're doing that, like fashion shows are doing anything. The point is that they're doing anything and they're being and that they're underage. 16. And right, they're okay. being followed by adults. That's the problem. Right? Gotcha. And, you know, uh, each account followed more than 1,000 children. And the study found that 279,016 children were potentially targeted by predatory accounts. Right. And in the course of that reporting, you know, the researchers found additional live videos and predatory accounts not cataloged. Right. So, so, so is it that the predators are just watching, or are they actually interacting with the with the streamers? Are they contacting them? Are well, they like talking? Or well, like I mentioned, you know, some of them were actively, you know, in the chats and were sending them messages. Like I mentioned, the spicy dares, and I explained what ah, that was. Right. right. Yep. So I did talk about that, um, and okay. yeah, like you know, it's a, it's you know, the problem is that they're even there. But then the problem is even exacerbated by the fact that they're doing stuff. You know, they're interacting with children, right? Mm, and yeah, the yeah, that does, and the problem on top of that is, you know, how you know the question is how do you moderate that? It's just a really bad look for Twitch, who has all who's dealing with all of this stuff, 
collecting all of these all of this money on this platform, letting bad actors like Matt Gates show up on it and not doing anything about it. So so what can they do from a moderation standpoint? There's got to be some tools on the background to find or monitor like you can't monitor every single yeah, stream. Every- yeah, you, that's impossible. Sure, you can have some policies saying, "Oh yeah, like you know, maybe you get some parental controls and all that shit." But you know, parental well, controls have... don't really work. Like, what can you? What is an actual solution to it? Well, what, what could you not do something like this? Like, let's say I'm a 15 year old, right, and I have a Twitch channel, and Twitch knows that I'm 15. When I sign up for Twitch, I have to give my age or something, right? Mm-hmm. Could you set it up so that if I'm 18 plus that I'm not allowed to watch Twitch streams from children? Could is that a could that be a solution? I don't know. I mean, that could be part of the solution. Like I don't really know much about what the I guess the registration requirements you or parental controls are. What I think part of the solution would be is that, you know, there's no more unmoderated channels. Every Twitch channel must be moderated, right? Some, there has to be, uh, you know, not like necessarily like some level of accountability, but like there has to be, you know, like there can't be unmoderated shit. Like, but how do you do, how do you, how do you monitor every channel? Well, I'm not saying that Twitch has to monitor, I'm saying someone has to be on the record as the moderator of every channel on Twitch. Like mm-hmm. this, like, you know, we're, you know, we're just some mooks on the internet, right? So like, we're, it's not required for us to come up with a perfect solution or any solution. And it can't be that because we don't have a perfect solution, you know, that there shouldn't be a solution. Like something has to be done, even if it's imperfect, right? You know, there need, you know, there, whatever level of moderation, you know, aside from people that currently exist on Twitch, right? You know, whatever level of moderation there currently is, there needs to be more of it, right? And that's true of every single social media platform that exists, right? There needs to be more mods on Facebook, on Twitter, on, you know, uh, IG and Snap and so on and so forth. You know, there's a question of privacy, right? Because, you know, we've talked about that on the show before too, right? Like how much moderation is too much? You know, should there be, you know, completely unmoderated or completely, you know, uh, encrypted and private, you know, content on the Internet, right? That's a question that's above our pay grade. But hey, you know, the flip side of it is, you know, if we don't, you know, if we don't do that, then you're going to have, you know, people preying on, you know, people, people preying on kids, people preying on, you know, neurotypical people or people preying on women, people trying to dox people, shit like that, right? It's going Should to... we get Chris Hansen on Twitch? There's something you need to know. Please. On Chris Hansen. No, you're not. Is that? No, you're not. Hey, should we, should we... He, he's a very, very effective uh, pedophile hunter, so he <laughs> you, he would lock that shit down. Maybe there should, maybe there should be a Chris Hansen AI. You know? <laughs> your cyber Chris could be running around on your server in the algorithm. Why don't you just have a seat? <laughs> Have a seat right there. Have a seat.exe. <laughs> that show used to be one of my guilty pleasures. It's oh, uh, yeah, I loved it. It was hilarious. Loved it. loved it. I want to see the deleted episode where the guy blows his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. Oh, my God. I yeah. That's I, entertainment. I, <laughs> I would also like to see that episode if it exists. <laughs> Ew. I would also like to. It seems like a, a near insurmountable mountable task i've been going around 
auto-filling my age as like 1970 since I could use the internet, you know, like just lying on it. Like, are you nice. over 18? Yes. When, when one 1970, you're, you're epoch years old. I like it. You are Unix years old. I think Steam thinks I was born in like the 40s or something. <laughs> <laughs> so so it those things were always a bit of a joke. I, I don't know. Like uh, unless you go full like, you know, you got to use your government ID. Like you got to go full China on this stuff. It's it, it seems like a impossible task unless you go full, you know, no half measures kind of thing. You can't you can't moderate perfectly, but you need to moderate more than none. Like that's yeah. I was that's... thinking, aren't moderators the moderators themselves? At least on Twitch, right? They're just like regular viewers that yeah. That's that and... the streamer decides to go. Okay, you can moderate, right? Right. That's and, what it is. Yeah, and you know, I you know, part of the solution to me is that there must every single channel must have somebody that the streamer you know uh, put. But essentially, as they're volunteers, right? Yes. They are volunteers. Uh, so okay. It's not perfect, but it has to. There has to be something. And then what I'm and, what I'm saying on top of that is that Twitch or whoever controls the platform must have more more moderators above just the user volunteers that right. moderate channels. Right? If they employ a thousand people that are moderators in the background, you that they pay, they should employ five thousand people instead. Because it seems like with the volunteer system, like let's say, you know, let's say I, Mike has a, a Twitch channel and I'm the moderator, right? But I'm just some guy on the, I'm also just some guy on the internet. You know, if Mike does something inappropriate and I don't report it, like why is that responsibility on me? Well, it's not on, it wouldn't only be on you, right? It would be on Mike would it, as well, right? But at least there's somebody to ascribe some kind of responsibility to. There can't be no responsibility it can't be nothing uh the way this thing works right mm -hmm. i always thought the moderator was there to i guess make sure the chat doesn't turn into a sex yeah <laughs> right yeah get it to, doesn't get go off racist. the rails right get yeah. too racist etc yeah and that is part of it so the moderator essentially helps out the streamer right well so they can do their so they their can hot just tub do their scene thing. or something stream. Yeah, they should pay moderate. That's maybe that's it. Maybe they should get a cut of the money. Some people do well, that. Some <laughs> channels do that. That's to the streamer, I guess. Right, but I'm yeah, like you know, we let let's say us, right? Like we don't make no fucking money. Like what's a a cut a third of zero is zero, right? I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> so, like we can't really we can't really we can't really pay somebody to do it. Interesting. You know, like again, you. Know, Yes, that is a problem, and yes, that's going to you know reduce the efficacy of moderation and stuff like that because it's uh, you know at least at the channel level you know it's a volunteer job. But the fact that that's true is is not the same as not needing it. Every single channel must do that, right? It can't be nothing, and the platform Twitch should pay more moderators to moderate above the channel level too, right? And yes, are thing are people going to fall through the cracks? Are you know are is everything going to be perfectly tracked? Things are not going to be perfect, right? Things are going to fall through the cracks. Not everything is going to be perfectly moderated. You know, there's still going to be abuse. There's still going to be people who are sending shit in DMs, and you can't necessarily moderate those effectively. You know, there's still going to be people you know planning to overthrow the government. You know, on on Twitch or on Telegram or whatever and you can't or on discord and you're not going to be able to get them perfectly but the 
absence of a perfect solution is not the obligation to not have any. You still have to do it. You know, because if you don't do it, then, you know, what, you know, maybe the platform don't need to exist. All right. Well, moving on, but staying on the topic of sex, um, we had our last article for this week was about sex in space, what that looks like, how how it would work or not work, more importantly, and what it means for the future of humanity. So this article comes to us from The Daily Beast, and it basically points out that there's one thing that we haven't figured out in space travel yet, and that's like fucking, essentially. How, how, how do... How would humans have sex in a low-gravity environment? And what are the implications for, I guess, offspring that would be conceived in space? Kind of the, 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 the studies that were done have demonstrated that, essentially, it's, it's a difficult challenge to overcome because the environment is so different in space. Low gravity, radiation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I know that when NASA was doing uh, early experiments in space, you know, it was it was discovered that it was absolutely vital for astronauts to to exercise constantly because you'd be losing bone mass and all this other stuff in in a low gravity environment. And it kind of goes on to talk about that, you know, for for the, the studies that were done, you know, offspring that are conceived in space don't have a great chance of surviving once they would like, let's say we were going to another planet and you have a baby in space. Okay. But once they get to earth, they're not your, the next planet, you know, they're not equipped to now function in an environment with gravity. And, you know, that's different from, from being in a, you know, in, in, in space essentially. And also the logistics of, having a like a pregnant woman in space like how did you know sp- you know space is at a premium when you're on a space station or or a spaceship or something like that you know it, it everybody has a job they're constantly working you know how do we accommodate people who are pregnant in space like what do you guys think i guess i never really thought too much of it you know like from the how right like the person quoted in the article was like you would probably just do it with a um you know uh you know, maybe with some Velcro straps. I think yeah. that they How made do you up in zero G. They, they made a uh, some some kind of like a sex suit w- with a uh, with Velcro, and it at- essentially binds the the two people together. So they they're like a unit, or so, they use so, tie downs. So, so they. I want to see how long she could just spin on my dick <laughs> in zero G. I would like to do that. It'd be uh, amazing if in, I guess, future space generations, it's no longer like the cowgirl position, but the dreidel position. It's just like, wow, you know, you just spin it. <laughs> the dreidel <laughs> position. I love it. I love it. That's, that's exactly incredible. what I want. That's, that's, what you're, that's what you're thinking of? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. The dreidel position. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> But it, this is fascinating to me because it's something that we've never really, supposedly, nobody has had sex in space, supposedly, right? So we don't have the studies. We don't have the knowledge. We don't have the logistics. Has it happened? We don't know. Probably yes, but we there's no official account of people fucking in space. So we just don't know, but there are logistical challenges to overcome. I'm and, very interested in to see like how a embryo would develop or how a fetus would develop in zero gravity. Or not develop. Right. Yeah. We're designed for living on this planet. 
So what happens when they take the planet? Either going to come out normal, away? like and healthy, or maybe you're going to get like an X Men or something. Like who knows? <laughs> right. It's it's interesting for science, but like I don't know, man. Like some some you know freaking you know Cronenberg fetus or something like that being born in space would be really creepy. I don't know. Like. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> and and would we have different offshoots of like the human race? Would they would we evolve differently in different places? I mean, it seems to be a foregone conclusion that we would. And would that create? Is that is, are they no longer human? I would, are they a different kind? What what I what I love is the idea. Well, my personal idea that you know that would be how a human the human race would bring itself down. Right? We have some sort of like you know X baby or something like that in in space radiation that. That creature, you know, that that human was stronger than us, you know, and just killed us all. Well, it, it seems like the, the the studies would indicate that those offspring would be weaker, not stronger. Well, you know, the studies do indicate that, but also like I don't know that they've actually completed like a space fetus and like we've grown a baby. Maybe that's some uh, Area Fifty One type shit, right? Like, well, let's use some Dragon Ball logic, right? <laughs> Come on. So let's use let's use some Dragon Ball. Goku gets stronger by going into the gravity chamber, right? If Goku never had that gravity chamber, he would have never gone Super Saiyan. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like if you take away the factors of what make us, you know, what we are here on Earth and how we were designed to live here on Earth, you know, if you have a an offspring growing up in zero g they're they're not going to develop the muscles they're not going to develop the bone they're not going to they're not going to be equipped to function in any other environment other than space maybe yeah i mean the it seems like the only superpower a unprotected fetus or or human would develop is just cancer (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know you got like cosmic rays and it seems like your superpower is going to be massive and uncontrollable tumors. That seems to be. It sounds like fun though. Zero G sex yeah, sounds I'm, like I'm, fun. I'm legitimately intrigued by uh, space clapping cheeks. Like I would like, I would like to know about that. The perfect ripples. You can legitimately shoot across the room. Like that's amazing. Yeah, your load would keep traveling forever unless acted upon Til by another. Till the end of time. Wow, Newton's load. <laughs> no, it would eventually leave the cosmos. The, the cosmos. It would just keep right. going as it is. That's that's literally panspermia, man. Trillions of years later. What if you know? What if gravity coalesces around your load and like it forms a meteor and it crashes onto a planet and there's like a whole race of mics across the galaxy somewhere? It's it's funny that we have all these like super educated scientists, right? Essentially trying to break down how how one would have sex in space. It's a pretty damn good question if we're going to actually do the space thing. Like it's going to be an issue. I think we're going to have to develop technologies like that would, you know, simulate conditions on Earth. Like you're going to have to have the the shielding on the spaceship to protect you from radiation. You're going to have to come up with some sort of form of artificial gravity mm-hmm. in order to ensure that, you know, you have healthy offspring. I think that's the solution. See, I'm thinking like like that's in the future stuff, right? Oh, I'm thinking just maybe on on a theoretical trip to Mars where you probably don't have all of that stuff in place, but it's still going to be 
a quite a long journey you know like forget about the kids you know how are romantic the relationships going to develop in space I, I I would assume if if they do that right like every there would be some kind of uh, space plan B right just just in case well, is, are, well that's is, what the airlock is for man what? <laughs> well, you, you killed you killed a woman too God damn. you have like a, you have a little vagina airlock you know <laughs> that's powerful. Is, uh, is space governed by uh, different uh, the laws of the country? You know, because you know that might be in flux. <laughs> fuck. Oh fuck! I I desperately wanted to mention the uh, the semen vacuum. Well, you're an, you're an uh, AI. You can't skate in space. <laughs> if only I was a man. It was a man. <laughs> I, I just no, I just found the idea of uh, of a semen vacuum, you know, kind of funny, and it would be like something that I would use on Earth too, because you know, the tissue and it is so degrading. But like, that's a modest proposal, right there. <laughs> like a pe- right, like there's so many things that can. Co- but the penis vacuum was was something that's. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? What is a penis vacuum? Is this just gonna suck it right out of your balls? What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that that's essentially what the article w- w- was saying at the end. It's like, how do you clean up afterwards, right? You can't oh, have right. you can't have a ball of semen just floating into like a control panel, right? Like that shit's not waterproof. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like. Well, it'll coalesce. You know, semen will coalesce. It'll just be a sticky control panel. How would semen actually function in space? Would they swim in different directions? <laughs> would it just become a cl- like a cum cloud? <laughs> wow, Kamiba. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's there's so many questions. Yeah, I feel like it would be bad if uh, you had a uh, semen under control panel and stuff like that. Your know, control panel just being sticky, and then like you know the shit explodes, and you need to navigate home, and you can't. The ship is alive. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's the semen vacuum. So it like prevents people. It, it prevents that from 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 happening. I wonder if if no again if no force acts upon that load would it have sufficient power to, like if you shot a load at the control panel could you accidentally like crash the ship would it have enough force to press the wrong button I don't know yeah I want to know how many miles per hour is the basic ejaculation how much mass does the basic eja- how much mass is there to the to the uh, basic ejaculation and does would it have enough force to input on the control panel <laughs> I want to know. Get NASA on the phone. I mean, it'll it'll come. You know what? This this sounds like a search for Google. All right, here. So um, now these are not scientific numbers, okay? These these aren't these aren't pulled from NASA or anything. Yeah, these are just back some of the napkin. into the napkin. Back of the napkin kind of calculations and rough numbers. So the average male releases about 2.5 milliliters of semen over about seven contractions which gives us over 4.2 seconds and since mass equals to volume times density so the total mass of a megacock is about point zero zero two five kilograms. Wow, I actually looked it up! Easy enough. The average velocity, I don't think anyone's really done that math, 
but let's give it something like 12.5 meters a second. So in order to find the acceleration of the nut, we would have to do the change of V over change of T equals to 12.5 meters per second divided by 4.2 seconds, which should give us 2.97 meters a second squared. Six and a half hours later. So now we have the mass, we have the acceleration. Um, F equals MA, we all know that one. That gives us a force of 0 0.0075 newtons. So, you know, not exactly a lot of force. You might not even be able to wake someone up. That would be a that would be a pretty gross way to wake up in the morning on on the spaceship, with a zero g nut hitting your face. <laughs> that's o that's only if that person is relative to your position, right? right? Because your 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 nut is still in geosynchronous orbit. <laughs> if we redo the math, like if if you were stationary and a nut from space were to hit you, it could probably take out an eye. Like, it's... <laughs> that sounds fast. That's pretty fast. How f it's not light speed or anything like that, right? You know, like, a sneeze goes at, like, what, at 200 miles an hour? What does a dick sneeze travel at? It would, it, it, it would be powerful. <laughs> <laughs> if we scale this up to warp speed, it would probably be, like, something that ended life uh, for the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That would you could take out planets with your dick. That's pretty cool, man. All right, so maybe I can't crash the ship with my nut. <laughs> it, it's interesting to think about. We don't have all the answers, but we definitely have a lot of questions about this. We want to know how it works. Hey, write us. Listeners, write us. Tell us what you think. But it looks like that's all the time we have for our Red Channel Condition this week. But check us out on YouTube. Please send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening, guys.